Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ignite Healthcare Marketing Podcast. My name is Lauren Leone. I'm the SVP of Healthcare Marketing. I've got Rich Brittick with me today again. Rich is our SVP of Strategy and Analytics. And we're going to be talking about a topic that we've touched on a few times in a couple of our earlier episodes, but never really done a true deep dive into. And that is, what is TikTok's place in the healthcare marketing mix? I read some interesting stats uh, and, and we know for, let's set this stage. The current demographic of TikTok is is on average the 16 to 24-year-old bracket. But we know that that's slowly increasing. And we start to see that this new population of young adults that are kind of first time making their own healthcare decisions mm. are spending more and more time on this platform. So if it's not the majority of our demographic today, it's certainly going to continue to grow to be one of them. And it's something that we should at least be considering and, and that we hope that you all understand. I also read that one in five young adults in that demographic will go to TikTok to consult their community, their influencers, the people that they follow, the content that they consume to know if they're making the right healthcare decision. Mm -hmm. It may not always be the first place that they go, like Google, for example, although it could certainly turn into that. But it's something that they're using to maybe validate their, their decisions, to get additional opinions, to see what everyone else is doing and decide if, if those are the decisions that they want to make. So, you know, to set the stage, I think it certainly has a place. But let's talk about really what that means. So the first thing I think it's important to lay the groundwork on is what types of conditions and healthcare searches are people doing the most? And I think there's three areas specifically that we've seen just boom on TikTok in particular talk to our audience about those. And I think that will then help us frame up the patient journey on TikTok and how we could potentially reach them. In general terms, because it's a younger audience, it's important to understand the, the type of healthcare sort of solutions that a younger audience is looking for, right? And I think particularly with COVID and a lot of the anxiety around, you know, a confined world that has been isolated, people have been cut off, obviously, you know, teen anxiety is, is a huge issue. So a huge place where we see health questions being asked is, is in and around mental health. Mm -hmm. I would say that that is the, the major one. And that's kind of coinciding with this trend where therapy is becoming much more normalized mm -hmm. and behavioral health is becoming much more normalized. There's a lot less of a stigma around it. The stigma has existed with older generations. But for the, the younger generations coming through, the kind of people who are on TikTok, there's a lot less stigma around seeking mental health treatment, getting therapy, potentially that this audience has had contact with you know, psychologists and psychiatrists growing up mm -hmm. as well, um, because things like ADHD treatment and those kind of things are a lot more normal um, and normalized as well. So that is one area where you know th there's definitely an opportunity in, in the behavioral health space to be present on TikTok um, and to engage with that audience. It's definitely an area where you know, young, young folks are making those healthcare consumer decisions that you, you were mentioning before. So when we think about the patient journey and why these younger consumers would go to TikTok to search these topics, what does that typically look like for them? 
again, this consumer is so much more used to engaging through digital that they're not the kind of people who are going to, you know, go down the, the, the local diner and, and ask <laughs> their friend for a referral, right? They're not that generation. They, they are used to engaging in digital to find the, the answers to their questions. Obviously, when you go to Google and you search, you know, health-related question, you're getting a very factual, probably an article. You're probably getting something from like Mayo Clinic or WebMD. When you go to TikTok, you are getting a video. And I think obviously for all of us, almost all of us, we are visual learners, right? And it's easier for us to disseminate complex health information in a video. When you're talking, especially in the behavioral health space, the benefit of providers talking to you or even other people, other patients talking to you through video format is you can convey empathy. You can convey an emotional connection and understanding that you can't get through a 1,500-word article that you read on WebMD, which is obviously very factual and is, is just trying to be useful, but also rank on SEO and all these other things. So I think people want to have things explained to them in a format that is easy to understand. They want a mode of content that they can relate to. They want authenticity, which is you know something that you, you get in abundance with TikTok because it's user-generated content, either through people who have been through the same thing as you or from people who treat the thing that you're going through. And so that is a massive pro of TikTok, but it's also a con if you're thinking about being on TikTok, mm -hmm. is that you're probably not going to be successful on TikTok with a very polished ad or using stock photography or stock video. It has to be sort of a genuine and authentic piece of creative that connects to that user and that feels native to that platform. Mm. And so that means it's healthcare providers, employees at that organization, or you know potentially patients at that organization, even actually generating content that is meaningful and authentic, not, hey, here's, a, here's an ad script, let's just read off this. It's not necessarily promotional. Yeah. Uh, it's much more educational. That, that's just something to bear in mind is, advertising campaigns in terms of the creative lift are to some extent going to be easier in that you don't need a professional camera crew. You can just do it on your phone, but it's the, the content has to be authentic and heartfelt and, and really resonate with the person. It's going to be a departure from everything else you might be doing in your marketing strategy. And if you don't think about it differently, like you mentioned, and you kind of try to squeeze it into maybe the video you've already captured mm -hmm. some of what you're already doing that really polished piece of content it's going to have the opposite effect on on a channel like TikTok it's going to feel very disingenuous it's going to feel very inauthentic and kind of reflect potentially poorly on your organization so it is i think creative asset you know point of view on usage of the platform from within the organization is probably the biggest hurdle right now to organizations being willing and ready to jump on it. Yeah. The, the other thing too is because it's a social network, if you get it wrong, you can really sort of get some serious backlash from other people on that network, right? Not just people who are viewing it, who are commenting, but potentially other healthcare professionals. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you post something that is not very well thought out or you know, people in the medical profession really disagree with, or there's you know, strong opinions on it, and they have huge amounts of followers on TikTok, they may come at you and sort of post comments on, on, on your post or on your ads. And that's going to create a, potentially a bit of a stir for you. So that's just another thing to be careful of, not to put anybody off TikTok, but 
you just need to be really careful about how things are going to be perceived by both by your prospective audience, but also by other potential healthcare influencers that are on TikTok that may have an opinion about the content that you're putting out. On the topic of authenticity, I think it's also very challenging to think about your brand as the face of your Mm -hmm. TikTok efforts and perhaps try to identify an individual or group of individuals within your organization that can be that face. So maybe it's a provider who's charismatic and, and great bedside manner, great reputation, and it's through that individual or, you know, a, a group of, let's say, maybe your awesome dental hygienist team that wants to kind of get a TikTok started and, and put content out there. But to do it from a, a true brand page is going to be challenging. What, what are the challenges that that poses for companies that are looking to get on TikTok? You can't just jump in without a strategy. I think there are numerous examples of brands who have done a good job. And usually they are working in association maybe with a particular nonprofit or something whereby they're trying to draw awareness around a certain issue that might be affecting that audience on TikTok, mm-hmm. right? There's been instances where companies like Trojan have done stuff around safe sex um, because obviously that's that's the audience that mm-hmm. is, you know, the 16 to 18-year-old audience that's on TikTok that's something that is highly relevant to them mm-hmm. uh, and some of the medical concerns that they're most likely to have at that age group. But then you have other brands who wade in and 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 try and engage with that audience whereby it doesn't go down so well, right? There was an example of Vagisil doing this whereby you know they got called out for vulva shaming. So there was a lot of negative commentary online, especially from medical influencers, healthcare influencers on TikTok. And, and so you've got to be careful. And I think, again, it's easier for an individual to create emotional connections with their audience and to essentially be a sort of a persona that, that, that people can get behind and follow and enjoy the content that they put out and become an influencer than for a brand, to your point. I think brands have to be very strategic about how they get into TikTok, whereas you know, an individual, it, it can be a lot more organic. All right, Rich, thanks again for joining us on Ignite. We appreciate you all listening. Please like, share, subscribe wherever you're listening. And we hope to see you guys again next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.